0: Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast, and for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show and now the podcast. 381 3811. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a lot to get to today. There is significant evidence now of Russian collusion. There's a lot of it. And interestingly enough, it involves the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler. And I want to reveal this to you because I bet you haven't heard this today. Believe it or not, it was first published in the Daily Beast and then covered by Breitbart. I've not seen it covered anywhere else. Nadler's campaign consultant also working on behalf of Russian propagandists. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler has hired a campaign consultant who also lobbies on behalf of the head of a Russia propaganda outlet, even as he launches an extensive investigation into President Trump's alleged Russia ties. According to a report, the Daily Beast today, or yesterday actually, reported that Nadler's campaign consultant is Ezra Friedlander, a lobbyist and political consultant who runs outreach to the Orthodox Jewish community for Nadler's campaign. However, he's also a public relations executive whose newest client is the wife of Kirill Vizhinsky, the head of Russian state news media outlet RIA Novosti's Ukrainian arm. That means Nadler has his own questionable ties to Russians, as well as his campaign is paying a consultant that is doing lobbying work for a Russian propagandist. The propagandist, Vizhinsky, is actually now in a Ukrainian jail where he faces treason charges under Ukrainian security forces, raided RIA Novosky's offices in Kiev, according to the Daily Beast. Ukrainian authorities have accused him of illegally fomenting support for Russian annexation of Crimea in 2014, which the U.S. Stren- strenuously opposed. Now, according to documents filed with the Justice Department, Vizhinsky's wife, Irina, hired Freelander's firm in November 28 to attempt to secure a husband's release. Remember, Friedlander is working also for Nadler. Friedlander said that neither R.I.I. Novosky or any independent entity is paying him for that work. According to the Daily Beast, Friedlander framed uh, his work for Vizhinsky as protecting a journalist, even though he works for Russian state media. The Daily Beast notes, though, he frames it as an issue of freedom of the press. The Ukrainian government isn't the only one to accuse Russian media of acting as a propaganda arm of the Kremlin. The U.S. intelligence community also concluded that ostensibly independent Russia old broadcasters were integral parts of Moscow's American disinformation campaign in the run-up to the 2016 presidential election. You believe this? Freelander never denied lobbying Nadler. On Vizhynski's behalf. However he did hold. Other meetings on the hill. Around the same time. In his, as his lobbying campaign. On behalf of Vizhynski. Including with Republican Senators Rob Portman. Marco Rubio. Representative Mark Meadows. So this lobbyist. For a Putin propagandist. Is also a campaign consultant. To Jerry Nadler. Now. Jerry Nadler should recuse himself. Have you heard a single Republican say that Jerry Nadler should recuse himself? Adam Schiff, who is a obsessive leaker and a fanatical liar, should be under investigation by the Ethics Committee in the House of Representatives. Is he? No, he's not. Now, these are the people running these, these uh Coup efforts, these propaganda efforts. But nobody will say anything about it. I heard uh, our friend Chris Wallace trash the president today on the uh, the judge's ruling where the president said, see, effectively, he doesn't think there was collusion either. And many in the meeting, including Wallace, say, no, that's not what he said, Mr. President. Hey, guys, how about how about focusing on Some of the other things, you can focus on that, that are also taking place with Schiff and with Nadler and how corrupt these two individuals are. I'm talking about all journalists out there and all pretend journalists out there. You've got conflicted committee chairmen who are running these Soviet-style investigations, who are going after members of the president's family, of his personal circle, his executives in his businesses, his campaign chairman in 2016 and now, his campaign pollster. It's all quite obvious what's taking place here. How about a little bit of investigative reporting rather than regurgitation? And no, your job isn't to day in and day out question whether the president is telling the truth or not. Your job, your job is to bring us news. Now you can do that but that doesn't forgive you of not doing the rest. Of not doing the rest. Adam Schiff is a pathological liar. So is Nadler. But we hear very little about them. Hold on a second. I've got to silence my phone which I just did. But you hear very little about them. Now this judge in the Eastern District he imposed a 47-month sentence on Manafort. You hear these Democrats say, let the system play out, let the system play out. And when it does, and they don't agree with it, they don't believe in letting the system play out. So they're hoping their favorite judge in Washington, D.C., a Clinton and Obama hack, will put Manafort away for the rest of his life. They're hoping that the, the crazy attorney general... And the crazy district attorney in Manhattan in New York will go after Manafort and just really stick it to him. Criminal justice reform, forget about it. Forget about it. But here's an example. Angus King is a senator from Maine. His parents couldn't stand him, so they named him after a type of cattle. Angus. Cut to go.
2: How did you see the Manafort sentencing of less than four years in prison? Well,
3: well, I have to tell you, if I was on the jury in that case, I'd be scratching my head this morning and say, why did they take, you know, months out of my life for this? He was found guilty after a trial on eight felonies, uh, stretching back a number of years. Uh, he didn't cooperate. Uh, he, and, and most now, now, now to see, me, this
0: is a politician who is just mouthing what the prosecutors say. This mouthing what the prosecutors say. Says if he was on the jury. Go ahead.
3: He didn't express any remorse. His remorse was—it seemed to be about getting caught, uh, not about what he did. And, he you know, some of the people he defrauded, Allison, were you and I. He defrauded the United States government out of $6 million on his taxes. I, I just find it uh, an astonishing sentence. And I, I can assure you that every defense lawyer in America is now going through cases. And we're going to be hearing, we're going to be flooded with stories in the next 24 hours about people with relatively minor offenses selling uh, an ounce of marijuana or, you know, you know, stealing quarters from a
0: laundry room. Boy, is this guy stupid. He's so stupid. Among other things, the judge already gave him credit for time served. He's in solitary confinement. He now uses a wheelchair. He's apparently very, very ill. And, of course, Angus is not going to mention any of that. Now, if if Manafort uh, had been a Democrat... They'd be wondering why the book was thrown at him at all. Just because prosecutors wanted 19 to 24 years doesn't make it right. Just because prosecutors want 19 to 24 years doesn't make it right. The judge looked at it and he said, no. Go ahead. ...equivalent
3: or greater sentences. Uh, This is an issue that I think needs to be discussed generally, the disparity between the penalties for white-collar crime and uh, what I would call street crime.
0: Really? Gee, we've never had that discussion before. I think we've had that discussion, what, Mr. Producer, for 70 or 80 years, maybe? And um, the other problem is, what do they mean, the discrepancy between white-collar crime and street crime? Has he looked at every single case? Has he looked at every single sentence that's been meted out? How does he know there's some great discrepancy? And, and, and as a matter of fact, how do you even make a comparison between a financial crime and somebody raping somebody? A so-called, what we would call a street crime. A street crime. I'll be right back. Mark love, I want to thank our sponsor, Hillsdale College, for all they do to try and maintain the greatness of America. You know, most colleges have enough trouble maintaining the greatness on their own campuses. And they have declined. And they have fallen into cultural rot. Not Hillsdale College. It's a special place. And now they reach out to all citizens of the country to spread the word of liberty, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, capitalism, all the great things that make America what she is today. And now that Congress is under new leadership, it already seems to be on a mission to thwart our liberty, doesn't it? Yours and mine. But too many representatives don't know how to preserve liberty, and too many of them don't care. We call them progressives. But I'm not interested in the progressives. I'm interested in you, we the people. It's up to we the people to retain what we have earned and to retain what we have received from our founding fathers. And our founding fathers counted on we, the people, to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. That's why for a limited time, my good friends at Hillsdale have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free, to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty like the rest of us. And you can take their excellent online course for free for a limited time. Sign up today for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore. Learn about liberty, the Declaration, the Constitution. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. You know, in the Eastern District of Virginia, the prosecutors brought 18 charges against Manford. He was convicted of eight. They overcharged, of course. But they got eight out of 18. So about 40%. And uh, so he's going to serve 47 months. Excuse me. He is sentenced to 47 months. And one Democrat after another was on CNN and MSNBC and said, that's not enough. There's not enough. And uh, you have Joe Scarborough. On the morning, Joe. Here's what he say. Cut five. Go ahead.
3: My God, uh, the sentencing, uh, which the guidelines were at 20 years, uh, were was severely reduced by this federal judge, who had boy raised uh, questions about uh, the way he handled this uh, this hearing and uh, handled the trial from the very beginning. Uh, just okay, so abs-
0: now we trash the judge, we trash the sentence because Scarborough wants blood, like all the other day. He's now a mouth, he's a parrot for the hard left in the Democrat Party, is Scarborough. Obviously, Mika's had a great influence on him. Obviously, he hates Trump, he hates the Republicans, and obviously gets paid a lot of money to trash Republicans. Go ahead.
3: That again, suggests uh, that not only that uh, Paul Manafort uh, had no need to apologize uh, in the eyes of this judge, it uh, also suggested that there there are two Americas
0: when it comes to justice. Uh, that if now you're let's stop here. Get ready for the racism stuff. Like Joe Scarbo knows in every case how people of one ethnic group or minority group are sentenced versus another ethnic group. He's done a study on this, you see. He's he's well informed about this. And so he wants as many Americans as possible, who are watching, in his case, about 12, to view this as a racist, systemically racist justice system. Go ahead.
3: White, white-collar criminal, you're treated one way, and if you're not, you're treated another.
0: No, you're not. You still have a jury, you still have a judge. Judges can make decisions, go with the guidelines or not. How do we know that Manafort wasn't treated one way? Because he's wealthy, white, and most of all was campaign chairman for a period of time for Trump. And so this is the sort of propaganda that now is what passes for reporting? What passes for the media? Now you're supposed to believe when you hear this that uh, more that's more confirmation of our racist judicial system. Now, if you dare to criticize a leftist activist on the Supreme Court, you're told you're said to be in, interfering with the independence of the court. Unless, of course, you're a leftist activist complaining about somebody else on the court. That's okay. That's okay. All right, let's move on. This is monotonous. These attacks now on uh, Manafort's uh, sentencing and so forth. Let's move to something that I'm sure the Democrats and the liberals are very excited about. This, from the Washington Times, House Democrats voted today to defend localities that allow illegal immigrants to vote in their elections. Turning back a GOP attempt to discourage the practice. I I tell you, I I just don't know where this is going to end. I don't know where this is going to end. I've never seen anything like this. Have you? The Democrats want to defend illegal aliens voting in local and even state elections. And the problem, of course, for everybody else is they're going to have some form of ID. And pretty much in many of these states, some form of ID is all you need to vote for President of the United States or the U.S. Senate or the House of Representatives. The vote marks a stunning reversal from just six months ago when the chamber, then under GOP control, voted to decry illegal immigrant voting. We are prepared to open up the political process and let all the people come in, said John Lewis, a Georgia Democrat and hero of the civil rights movement, told colleagues as he led opposition to the GOP measure. The 228 to one... You know what's saddest... We have illegal aliens voting and so forth, and illegal aliens coming in here and taking jobs. The communities that are hurt the most are the American citizen minority communities. They're hurt the most. Whether it's blacks or Latinos or what have you, they are hurt the most by this kind of activity. And the Democrat Party and people like John Lewis do what they do anyway. The 228 to 197 vote came as part of a broader debate on Democrats' major legislation H.R. 1 the For the People Act which includes historic expansions of voter registration and access as well as major rewrite of campaign finance law. The measure would have no practical effect even if it had passed. Illegal immigrants and indeed non-citizens as a whole are not legally able to participate in federal elections. No that's not the problem the problem is that identification becomes the problem That's the problem. Sounds like I'm making it up, says Dan Crenshaw of Texas. What kind of government would cancel the vote of its own citizens and replace it with non-citizens? He pointed to last year's vote when 49 Democrats joined the GOP to decry non-citizen voting. Just six Democrats voted in favor this time. So those of you who live in Republican districts, like those districts around Orange County, California, Some of those districts in Florida and Pennsylvania, districts in Virginia and some of the other states. When you voted for a Democrat, you voted for this. You voted for this. They are in lockstep regardless of what they said. They won by a tiny percentage of the vote in these Republican districts. They said they would vote against Pelosi. They vote for Pelosi. They said they would vote to secure the border. They vote against securing the border. And now they vote to allow illegal aliens to vote. In local and state elections, that can obviously bleed over to the feds. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the new congressional leadership is on a course to impede our liberty, your liberty, and mine, and the future liberty of your children and your grandchildren. Many of our representatives simply don't understand or care about the critical imperative to preserve our liberty, and it would seem that some of these so-called progressives actually seek to kill it. And these progressives are quite unlikely to understand or learn these things, which is why we have to. We need to overcome them. Our founding fathers counted on we, the people, to hold our government in check and be Being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. Now, to help us understand this critical issue for a limited time, My friends at Hillsdale College have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free, to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. I encourage you to check out this course, but not just you, your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors. Spread the word of liberty like Hillsdale College is. Hillsdale is on an important mission to restore liberty in our great country, and for a limited time... You can take their excellent and enlightening online courses for free. I urge you to sign up right now for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't work anymore. Learn more about liberty. Spread the word. Go to levinforhillsdale.com.
3: It's true that Mark Levin is the fastest-growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811.
0: Don't worry, we'll get to her. We'll get to Ilyan Omar. Don't worry, we'll get to her. She's uh, She's done more good works today. But not right now. Right now, this hour... And by the way, I meant to tell you, Sunday... 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Really, write this down. This is a program you're going to love. I have attorney, consummate attorney, Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood. Who's representing Nicholas? Who's he representing, Mr. Producer? Do you know? He's representing the young man who was, you know, at the uh, Lincoln Memorial. And he has... Yeah, and he has sued the Washington Post for $250 million, young Nicholas Sandman. And uh, he's going to sue another major media outlet, which he's going to announce, and he'll sue them on Monday or Tuesday. Maybe for more. And this is worth commenting on briefly because he is being and will be attacked as trying to undermine freedom of the press. I even think Dershowitz has said such things. If you know the history of the Constitution, which most do not, particularly if they are on TV, when the Bill of Rights was adopted, and that would obviously include the First Amendment and the part on freedom of the press, the Bill of Rights applied only to the federal government and the individual vis-a-vis the federal government. It had nothing to do with the states. And um, later, really, last century, they started incorporating parts of the Bill of Rights and aspects of the amendments and applying them to the states, they being the Supreme Court. It's called the incorporation doctrine. Whenever activists do something, they call it a doctrine. They do it legislatively. They call it a reform. Anyway, that's what they did. But just so you know, early on, in our republic. Public figures and others who felt that they were defamed by the press, newspapers, pamphleteers, what have you, could bring lawsuits in state courts. And states had different kinds of laws. Now, most states did not have content-based laws, that is, requiring newspapers or pamphleteers to get approval on the content. None, none of the states did at that point. In the colonies well before the revolution, that was the case in many cases. So there'd been a big leap. But the thinking was back then, of course we should have a free press. What's a free press? A free press is a, a mechanism to communicate American to American, American groups to American groups, and so forth. And it was the press that really led the Revolutionary War. Certainly the lead-up to the Revolutionary War. So that's all good. And we favor a free press. But you could bring a lawsuit in state court if you felt you were defamed. You could have a jury trial. And there were different tests in different states. And the thinking was, again, you have a free press, but the press has to be at least somewhat responsible. Because people have a right to protect their reputations, their names, which in many cases were earned over a period of an entire life. So yes, we want news. Yes, we want a free press. but We want the ability to protect our names. Now that was changed particularly as applies to public figures or people in the public square by an activist decision. We've talked about this briefly, New York Times versus Sullivan. There was absolutely no constitutional basis for this decision, and yet it was a 9-0 vote because you had all these activists on the court. And they created a brand new test and made it much more difficult for a public figure to protect him or herself against defamation, even in state courts. So it nationalized the issue. Then the court even went further, talked about people in the public arena, so you didn't actually have to be public officials, but if you were a person in the public square, the standard would be higher. Then the court went even further than that even what they call accidental public figures, people who don't intend to be in the public square, people who are not public officials, well, sometimes you're there by accident and tough luck. Then the court pulled back from that, understanding that, well, maybe that's a little too much. So that's not really the standard anymore. And so you have this young boy, this young man, And when you look at the full video, it's clear that the Washington Post, CNN, NBC, MSNBC, the New York Times, and virtually every other outlet, with a few exceptions, did not look at all the facts, even though the facts were out there, looked at a limited video clip, and decided from that limited video clip, as well as Twitter postings, that this young man was to be ruined for the rest of his life. Really because he was working a a, Make America Great Again hat, a MAGA hat. That's why. White, Christian, wearing a Trump hat, and that could not stand. It was perfect for the media. The individual who was in the young man's face was a Native American. The individuals who were the racists were the black, Hebrew, Israelis, or whatever they call themselves saying the most God-awful stuff. The media twisted this in its entirety, that it was these kids who were mocking the black Hebrew Israelites, or whatever they call themselves, and threatening this Native American who was minding his own business. And yet when you look at the full video, it's the exact opposite. The exact opposite. It's not like this would have been difficult to report accurately. It's not like it would have been difficult to gather the facts. But they didn't want the facts. So they tried to destroy this young man, Nicholas Sandman. And so Nicholas Sandman's family has hired Lynn Wood, who is a great litigator, and he litigates in a very difficult field, defamation, among others. And even more difficult as it applies to media defaming citizens. This lawsuit is not a setback for freedom of speech or freedom of the press. It might actually reinvigorate freedom of the press. The job of the media is to report the news. Now... Everyone doesn't necessarily agree on what that means, but we know what it's not. And they know what it's not. And when you're setting up a young man like this and you're smearing him on social media and then going on airwaves and smearing him on your networks and you haven't done your due diligence and you haven't really vetted anything and you're just popping off because you don't really care. And you're the Washington Post and the New York Times and CNN and MSNBC and some of their reporters and editors, in the case of TV, some of their producers, it matters. And so I see Linwood Wood as trying to bring professionalism back to the media, some level of objectivity back to the media. And we need more lawsuits like this. I know that seems counterintuitive, but it's not. We need more lawsuits like this, not less. Because the media do not police themselves professionally. And especially due to the New York Times versus Sullivan decision, the media do not feel that they need to police themselves. They feel they're immune from the courtroom. They're immune from litigation. They're immune from a jury and a judge. And what Lynn Wood is hopefully going to demonstrate is that's not the case. You go after a defenseless teenager who's viciously verbally attacked by this black Israelite Hebrew group or whatever they call themselves. I keep saying because I don't know and I don't remember it. And, uh, And this Native American who, it turns out, is a left-wing, vicious hack. And only later did the media really look into the Native American's background and say, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute, he may not have served in Vietnam. Oh, wait a minute. This guy isn't who we portrayed him to be. No, he's not. Neither is the black group. You didn't portray them correctly. And, of course, Nicholas Sandman took the brunt of your attack. And that's why he hired a tremendous lawyer. He sued the Washington Post. What is the Washington Post? The Washington Post was going bankrupt until the richest man on the face of the earth bought it and saved it and uses it effectively to advance his political ideology. Not directly. But indirectly that's good enough you look at CNN it's part of a major corporation at and I think it is at this point at and owns CNN how many tough stories has CNN done on at and by the way Comcast owns NBC MSNBC Comcast how many tough stories have they done on cable subscriptions I'm just curious. I think a lot of these major corporations buy these newsrooms to insulate themselves, to protect themselves, to immunize themselves from these left-wing reporters. I also think a lot of them hate Trump. These are corporatists, corporatists. And so they're more than happy when their little newsroom over there at CNN or MSNBC or NBC Trash the president of the United States. I'll be right back.
4: love in
0: The new congressional leadership is in town, but there's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison and the best way to fight it is with knowledge, information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we the people to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do and that includes Congress. And thankfully my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip yourself your family, your friends, your neighbors, with the knowledge that all of us should have about our Congress and our government generally. Hillsdale College is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country, and you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. So sign up right now for this important course at LevinForHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore, so we can do something about it. Go to LevinForHillsdale.com. Democrats have passed sweeping election reform. That'll go to the Senate and they'll hopefully kill it. And one of the things it does, of course, is it squelches free speech, bureaucratizes campaigns. It pushes the Democrat agenda. It enshrines it in statutory law. This is how the Democrats take over one state after another. It's much like Hamas in the Gaza Strip. They win a majority temporarily in a state like California, and then they use their temporary majority status to make it a permanent majority status. They did it years and years ago in New Jersey and New York. They've done it in Illinois. They've done it in Colorado. And, of course, they've done it to great effect in California. Now they want to do it nationally, and they want independent commissions, you see, to decide congressional districts, independent commissions. Which are always taken over by the left. It's another disaster, but it gives you more insight into the tyranny of the left and the tyranny of the Democrat Party. Don't worry, I'm going to get to her. I'm going to get to Ilian Omar. I'll get to her in due course. All right, Mister Producer, do we have a good caller waiting for us? Some part of the country. I do want to disagree her, Kevin. Washington DC, the great WMAL. Go.
5: Good evening, Mark. Um yes, I'm sir. a listener to you when I can catch. And when I say I disagree, I want you to uh explain to the listeners out here who yeah. really who's really not smart to what's going on because somebody might perceive that what I'm disagreeing with you about that might be blown up that we disagreed on something different. Okay. You mentioned as far as the you know the media, you got um, AT and T, who's mm-hmm. on CNN, and then you made a, uh you mentioned something about the Washington Post and the kid getting suing the Washington Post by Len mm-hmm. Wood. I'm right. in the total agreement with you on that. But then you said something about Jeff Bezos. You didn't never say his name, but you said something like might be pushing. out. No, I, I said
0: Bezos, didn't I, Mr. Producer?
5: Rich, are you alive?
0: The I owner. Call, Bezos. Yeah. I'll say it now. Bezos. I don't care.
5: Okay, buddy. And when you was it's mentioned about he might spill things, he might not say it directly, but it's across the newspaper. Some people could also argue that Rupert Murdoch does the same thing with Fox News. Maybe and he does. You know, maybe, maybe. But hold
0: on now. Hold on now. Here's the difference, Kevin, in my view, and I can't speak for Rupert Murdoch. Here's the difference. When you turn on Fox, you can tell the difference between the opinion hosts and the news hosts, okay? They don't, make it, they, don't, they don't try to commingle both. You can tell the difference. Even when you watch one of their shows and they have a news person and an opinion person, you can tell the difference. Mark, I, Hold on now. I can't tell the difference. I'm telling you honestly, Kevin. At the Washington Post, who are the news people and who are the opinion people?
5: Thank you. And see, the reason why I asked you that question, because I know there's some people out there that's listening that don't agree with some of the things that you say. And I'm glad that you broke it down to me and those people, like like from A, B, and C, because everyone has their own opinion. I listen, mm-hmm. I've been listening to you. But Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, he speaks highly of you, he speaks highly of Sean Hannity. Mm hmm. We
0: can't and and a, we and we don't agree on everything. I just like him because I know he has enormous integrity, and he feels I have the same. We give our opinions, with whether people like it or not, we don't play around.
5: That's why I listen to your show, and I wanted to say thank you.
0: I well, thank you, you my you friend. Going. And and let me tell you, Kevin, I don't think there's any objective news entity. It's almost an impossibility. It ought to be a goal. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. imperfect. You're imperfect. Our institutions aren't perfect. But when I turn on TV and I hear Jake Tapper sounding just like one of the left wing guests on there, I say to myself, what are you doing, Jake? You're the guy who's you're supposed to be the journalist. And I understand you got these other guys doing what they do. But I'm saying over at Fox, honestly, for me, I can tell the difference. All right, man. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. We'll be right back. a party of bigots and anti-Semites there's no washing that off as hard as as the media try as hard as they try at MSLSD and the constipated news network, as hard as they try at the New York Times and Washington Post, and let me ask you folks something since when are these media outlets noble since when are they noble I've told you about the New York Times before. The New York Times ownership in the 30s and 40s helped cover up the Holocaust. And I'll keep saying it until it becomes well known from sea to shining sea. As the Schulzberger family was trying to get its own family members out of Europe, it downplayed What was taking place in Europe. And as a matter of fact, the old man was very put off by the Zionist movement and the rabbis who would come visit him and ask him to get behind He was put off by the Zionist movement. That is an effort to have a country where Jews could go and live and protect themselves. He was put off by that. And for him, it was the bottom line. He wanted to sell newspapers and he was afraid that if they really told the truth about what the Third Reich was doing in terms of genocide, that you people who are not Jewish, you wouldn't buy the New York Times. The Democrat Party is no different today. I want to remind you this is the party of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. This party goes on about separating children from their parents which of course has taken place for decades under Republican and Democrat presidents in order to protect the children because you don't know if that's really their parents. But that aside, Franklin Roosevelt is their great hero. They even named their new communist movement the Green New Deal. After Roosevelt's New Deal. They celebrate Roosevelt. This would be the same Franklin Roosevelt who turned Jewish refugees back many of whom wound up in gas chambers. This would be the same Franklin Roosevelt who rounded up, rounded up Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent. And by the way, Italians and Germans too. And placed them in internment camps. Stole their property. Forced them into military camps in the center part of the country because they couldn't be trusted the Japanese you know that's what FDR thought that's what FDR thought and while some of the media squawked although not very loudly most of the media was silent silent absolutely silent but they loved their Franklin Roosevelt because he gave us socialism They gave us a massive centralized state. And when you listen to the left tell their tales and create their myths about Franklin Roosevelt, he saved our economy. He saved capitalism. No, he didn't. He destroyed it almost. There have been brilliant professors who've looked at the statistics, and they have said he took a recession, turned it into a horrific recession, and then pushed it into a depression now it started under Hoover who was a liberal rhino Republican but it was taken to New Great Heights under Franklin Roosevelt New Great Heights and Roosevelt spent a lot of time suppressing the media but they loved him because they were progressives they loved him they loved Kennedy so they never revealed all his, his affairs with a East German spy. With a mob boy, uh, boss girlfriend. With a 19-year-old intern who was a virgin. Oh, yeah. John Kennedy. Lyndon Johnson was a pig in many respects in his personal life. May I say with all due respect? The Democrat Party is a very, very seedy operation. A very seedy operation you would think they led the civil rights movement. They led the opposition to the civil rights movement. And then later they became divided between the old school southern segregationists and the progressives, who are nothing like the progressives today, by the way. And every single civil rights act, going back immediately after the Civil War, up to and through the 1960s, the overwhelming majority of Republicans voted for every single one of them. Every single one. There was not a single Republican governor who stood in any schoolhouse doorway to block little black kids from going to school with little white kids. Not one. There wasn't a single Republican governor who put in place poll taxes or literacy texts or embraced Jim Crow. Not one. Not one. The Republican Party was effectively created to fight slavery, the abolitionists. The Democrat Party promoted slavery and fought to the bitter end. It's the Republican Party that proposed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. It's the Republican Party that fought segregation. And yet the Democrat Party pretends to be the party of civil rights. The Democrat Party is the party of power. It's the party of central government. It's the party of tyranny. And we saw it again. As its its horrific history presented itself on the floor of the House of Representatives yesterday. And Nancy Pelosi, the first woman Speaker of the House, Wokenan in history as the first woman speaker of the House to embrace anti Semitism. Now this comment will result in a lot of objections. But she's the maestro. She's the Maitre D. She's in charge of the place. She's in charge of the place. And so lousy was that resolution they voted on yesterday that Ilhan Omar the bigot and anti-Semite who triggered the entire thing celebrated it because it's the first time in American history she says that the House of Representatives has denounced bigotry against Muslims now I have to say ladies and gentlemen given Organizations like CARE and the relationship with Hamas, which is certifiable, it's official. Given organizations like CARE, and there are many. Given organizations like the Muslim Brotherhood and the progeny that it has burped into our society. Given 9-11. Given all this. We are a tremendously tolerant and beneficent society. We the people. We the people. As a culture, we don't believe people are born with original sin. Religion aside, we believe they have to show that they can't be trusted. That's not true in most societies, by the way. If, in fact, Christians and Jews and atheists and Hindus and Buddhists and so forth were to have the same mindset as Ilhan Omar or Talib or Aaq. you would now be saying the most racist bigoted anti-Islamic things against her and her friend Talib but you don't you don't The Democrat Party gave its seal of approval to her. They wouldn't even call her out by name. And now they make excuses. Nancy Pelosi makes excuses, which shows they have complete ownership of this. She doesn't understand her words, Pelosi says. So in other words, the first of two Muslim women in Congress is too stupid to understand her words. Which she uses over and over and over again, in different occasions saying effectively the same thing. She doesn't understand her words. You have disgusting clowns like Jamie Raskin, radical kooks, I believe he's from Maryland, says, hey, we didn't name Donald Trump in our resolution either. That's when you know you're dealing with a true schmuck. Rashida Talib, of Dearborn, Michigan. well, she said, we always said Muslims are coming. Well, I guess I think we're here. Is that how Christians and Jews speak? Is that how atheists speak? Buddh- Buddhists and Hindus? Meanwhile, Zudi Jasper, who's a favorite of mine, he's been on my program, he's been on other programs, he is a Muslim, every much as these two women are Muslims. But he's an American who loves his country, who served his country in the Navy. And whose family escaped tyranny in Syria. He's embraced this country. He's assimilated into this country as we all are. From different backgrounds, different histories, different ancestries. He gets no attention in the Republican Party, gets no attention in the media. He's just too American. He's just too patriotic. We can't have that. Nobody talks about that Muslim. Instead, it's the radical left Marxists who are Muslims. And this is what I keep telling you. Anti-Semitism and frankly anti-Christianity is part of the hard left movement, the Marxist movement, to eliminate religion and The Islamist movement. This is why they get along so well. But for the life of me, I cannot understand, and I'll say this as a Jew the liberal Jews who vote with these people, who support these people on the hard left, who do this to our own country. Just like I can't understand Catholics like Cuomo who put in place almost Mengele-like laws for post-abortion murder of human babies. I just cannot come to grips with that. Today, the Democrat Party essentially stands for three things, as I posted today. Infanticide, anti-Semitism, and Socialism. And I'm prepared to debate that with anybody. Anybody. Infanticide, anti-Semitism, and socialism. That's the Democrat Party under Nancy Pelosi. That's the Democrat Party under Chuck Schumer. Incredible. That's your modern Democrat Party. Infanticide, anti-Semitism, and socialism. I'll be right back.
4: Mark Levin.
0: And that's the best word I can come up with. Met with Michael Cohen te- for 10 hours before his testimony. Not one hour, two hours, not a step, 10 hours. Obviously, coaching Michael Cohen. Coaching Michael Cohen. This House of Representatives, as far as I'm concerned, they ought to just shut the damn thing down. We wouldn't miss it at all. Shut it the hell down for a couple of years. No problem. No problem. Here's something interesting. Studies show that security systems deter burglars. Who would have thought it deters burglars? Of course, it's a fact. But there's still a burglary every eight seconds in America. Burglars just find a house that isn't protected. That's why securing your home is truly a necessity. Let me recommend this brilliant security system made by my friends at Simply Safe. Now, you know it's great. And I've talked about it for years. And I've got it on our home. And I want you to be safe. I want your family to be safe. This is the system. Simply Safe believes fear has no place in a place like home. So they made their system ridiculously smart. Simply Safe sensors will protect every point of access to your home. If a burglar even tries to break in, an ear-shattering siren will tell him, hey, the police are already on the way. Best of all, Simply Safe's 24 7 monitoring is just $14.99 a month. And they'll never lock you in on a long term contract. More than 3 million people already know it feels good to fear less with Simply Safe. So go with the only home security I trust. And, by the way, get free shipping and a 60 day money back guarantee. No risk. If you do it today at simplysafemark.com. That's simplysafe.mark.com for the home security that I trust. Simplysafe.mark.com. Well, now, Ilyan Omar, David Duke Ilyan Omar, and by the way, he just praised her the other day. He said she's the most consequential member of Congress. I don't know. Did you hear that on CNN or MSLSD? I guess not. How about the Daily Daily schmuck? By the way, this guy Scarborough, you ever hear him talk? He's a truly stupid human being. Truly stupid human being. And he's gotten rich off of being a truly stupid human being. So all you stupid people out there, you can get rich too, really. Just find a way to get a gig on MSLSD. What a great lineup of geniuses they have there. Al Sharpton, Chris Matthews. Rachel Maddow, I could see on my favorite, one of my favorite sites, Drudge, they're praising the fact that she had 4 million viewers. Average of 4 million viewers. You know, in talk radio, you have 4 million listeners, you're a backbencher. Seriously. In talk radio, if you have 4 million listeners, you're a backbencher. Well, she has 4 million, she had 4 million viewers. Well, there's 4 million nutjobs out there. So what? For all we know, they're using it as a nightlight. At MSNBC, that's a great nightlight. But look at that lineup. Who's that? Lawrence O'Donnell. Another fraud, phony. I don't even know the whole lineup. It's so stupid. Some guy named Chris Hayes. Looks like he was on a wanted poster at a post office decades ago. Then, of course, they have such outstanding reporters like Andrea Mitchell. Now, she's not partisan. She's been a hack since she did local reporting in Philadelphia years and years ago. I remember that. Brian Williams, I had to bring him back from purgatory. I remember him. You know, I remember when I landed on the moon with that Neil Armstrong. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to be the first one out. He pushed me out of the way. I'm not done with our friend, Ilhan Omar and the Democrat Party. I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of filter Greens has a full serving of real, USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side.
1: Radio Free America on the Mark Levin Show. Call now. 877-381-3811.
0: Don't you wonder why the media is not all that worked up about Ilian Omar? Or Aach Or Talib? Uh, welcome to America. Aren't you? J'maze, they're not upset. Pelosi says, well, she just doesn't understand her words. Now, that's pretty funny coming from Pelosi who can't complete a sentence. Oh, she just, she doesn't understand her words. Is that what she said about Steve King? Well, Ms. Pelosi, David Duke understood her words and he thinks she's great. And he probably thinks you're great too. There is a David Duke wing, not of the Republican Party, the Democrat Party. And Nancy Pelosi heads it. She wouldn't take on the anti-Semites and bigots in her own caucus. She wouldn't take them on. So that makes her one of them. She's the speaker. She told. Oh, she's strong. She's tough. Oh, she outmaneuvered Trump. Oh, let me tell you, Remember over there at MSLSD, Mister Deliverance himself. Scarborough, oh look at her! She outmaneuvered all the clowns at Ringling Brothers and CNN broadcast TV. Oh yeah, look at her! She's something else. She really got Trump. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, this slime ball—this—that's what she is. This Jew-hating slime ball. Ran circles around Pelosi. It's not that hard, really. Apparently, if you're a bigot, it's very easy. And this guy, Jeremy Raskin, what a puke this guy is. Well, they didn't bring up Trump either, did they? What kind of a slime ball? You know, I... I okay, calm down, Mark. There's one thing we've seen over the past few weeks. Is we can't trust these so-called media outlets. There's never been a more important time for shows like Levin TV and our network at Blaze TV to expose these people, to expose these networks, but even more, to do our own reporting, our own commentary, to put things in real context, you know, like people who love their country. And if you've seen the way we're able to cover stories and the way we can talk about events, I think you would join us where are the answer to CNN and MSNBC and the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes and all the rest of it? You really need to get our Blaze TV network. And we've made this very affordable, even for my listeners who are on fixed incomes. You can get an entire year of the entire lineup, over 30 hosts, including Levin TV, that's me, for only $7.50 a month when you use promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. And for a limited time, you can go to blazetv.com slash Levin and start a free trial of Blaze TV with no commitment and no risk. No commitment, no risk. Again, that's blazetv.com slash Levin or give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV. You'll never miss an episode of Levin TV. You'll never miss the stories that aren't being covered. And you'll never miss them on the left. And I hope you'll join us. Today starts our fourth year on Levin TV. We are the founding show, and I'm one of the founding fathers of the enterprise. I have no management responsibilities anymore. I just handle my own show and content because that's the way I want it. I want to focus on what it is that's important and how to communicate with you. Not every stupid issue about paper clips and pencils and paper. So I focus on you. It really is quite, a, uh, quite an excellent operation that we have. We bring you the best quality TV that's out there with a really good combination of hosts. And we all have one thing in common, though. We love our country. We love our country. I don't think you can say that over there at CNN or MSNBC. Now we got systemic racism. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, did you know we have systemic racism? And that explains why nobody wants to come to America except white people from Europe. Have you noticed this, Mr. Producer? The only people who want to come here from Sweden Uh, excuse me, the Scandinavian countries, they're the only ones who want to come here. People of color from Africa, from Central America, from South America, from all over the world have absolutely no interest in coming to America because of our systemic racism. So how stupid that we have to listen to this day in and day out from the left. Even when it comes to the Manafort sentence. Well, it's, it's a, he's white, he's rich, and it's white collar. It's not like a street crime, you know. Oh, that's right. There's no recidivism when it comes to street crimes. That's right. Street criminals. They commit one crime, that's it. They're not let out easy on bail. No, no, of course not. Of course not. I mean, you got... People would rap sheets that are as long as your arm. But, of course, Scarface, well, I mean, Scarborough, he doesn't want to talk about that. No, he won't talk about that. Anyway, back to Ilhan Omar. Now, she may have crossed a line, finally, that will upset the left. Not her hatred of Jews. No, no, no. She took a shot at Obama. Nobody nobody attacks Obama. No Nobody attacks Obama. This is in the New York Post. Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar ripped former President Barack Obama in an interview published Friday, belittling his pretty face and saying his agenda of hope and change was an illusion. She cited the caging of kids at the Mexican border and the droning of countries around the world on Obama's watch and argued that he wasn't much different from President Trump We can't be only upset with Trump, the freshman firebrand told Politico magazine. His policies are bad, but many of the people who came before him also had really bad policies. They were just more polished than he was. See, America sucks. That was the whole resolution yesterday. You, my beloved audience, and audiences all over the country from sea to shining sea, are racists, anti-Semites, homophobes, xenophobes, whatever-phobes, you're all these folks, and you're all these isms, and you didn't do a damn thing. She did it, but now Washington feels better. The media feel better. The Democrat Party, much of the Republican Party, they all feel good now because they condemned America. They condemned Americans. They condemned their own constituents, not her. No. The radicals within the Democrat caucus would not permit that. She's an up-and-comer, don't you know? She represents a big swath of the Democrat caucus. And I might add, they're media mouthpieces. She went on. And that's not what we should be looking for anymore. We don't want anybody to get away with murder because they are polished, meaning Obama. We want to recognize the actual policies that are behind the pretty face and the smile. Boy, is she a racist? I don't know. She's black. Obama's black. With the, the with the pretty face stuff. And behind the smile. I don't know. It sounds it to me. I guess she didn't read the resolution. The uh, explosive comments about a man lionized by Democrats were only the latest in a series of her incendiary statements. They put a national spotlight on Omar. A Somalian-American Muslim who spent four years in a refugee camp in Kenya after her family fled the violence in her homeland. Now, her family flees the violence in her homeland. She's in a refugee camp in Kenya, and she winds up in America. She should be kissing the soil of this country, as my ancestors did and all of yours did. she should be thanking the good Lord that she wound up in America. But look at her hate. Look at the chip on her shoulder. In February, her second month in office, Omar responded to a tweet about House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy's threats to punish her, and another congresswoman, for criticizing Israel. That's not what happened. It's all about the Benjamins, baby, she tweeted, a line from a Puff Daddy song about $100 bills. Critics said Omar was perpetuating a hateful trope about Jewish Americans and money and everybody knows she was but the House of Representatives couldn't bring itself to condemn her and she said this other stuff a lot but the House of Representatives wouldn't condemn her the Democrat Party remains the Democrat Party Nineteen twenty four, the Klan controlled the Democrat Party, right there, in Madison Square Garden. And elements of the Klan really control it today. In Ilion Omar. That's what I would say. Same mindset. Different target, different minority group, same mindset. There's a reason David Duke praised her. And there's a reason Nancy Pelosi excuses her. And Raskin excuses her. And a whole lineup of Democrats excuse her. She's misunderstood. They ever said that about David Duke? Why Rashida Talib is one of her best friends. I'll be back.
4: Mark Levin.
0: Tracks. Little old David Dukester claims the media distorted her comments. You know, I'm sure Nancy Pelosi stood up for and said she doesn't understand her words. She's just too stupid. She doesn't understand her own words. That's the best defense she can make. Ilhan Omar tried to walk back her explosive criticism of former President Obama in an interview published earlier in the day, claiming that her words were distorted. Exhibit A of how reporters distort words. I'm an Obama fan. I was saying how President Trump is different from Obama and why we should focus on policy, not politics. She's also a bald-faced liar. She included a nearly two-minute recording of her interview, but the audio clip essentially confirmed that her quotes, though edited, were accurate. In the interview... Omar ripped Obama, mocking the president's pretty face and dismissing his agenda of hope and change as an illusion. She cited the caging of kids at the Mexican border and armed droning countries around the world on Obama's watch. You know, this is why I try to tell people, and you already know this, if you hate America, typically you hate Israel, too. And if you hate Israel, typically you hate America too. It's really hard to find somebody who hates one and not the other. And this is why this David Dukester is slamming the United States, slamming Israel, and slamming the Jewish people. And the media sit there and make excuses for her. Wow. What about Trump? Does Trump slam his country, slam Israel, and slam the Jewish people? What about him? I spent a long time yesterday, folks, and you did too, listening, as I read that transcript from Charlottesville. And he did not say what they keep saying, he said. He did not say what they keep saying, he said. He denounced the Klan and the neo-Nazis over, 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 and over again. Something that Ilhan Omar hasn't done. And, of course, Nancy Pelosi wasn't strong enough to reject within her own caucus who has been more emphatic in denouncing anti-Semitism President of the United States or the Speaker of the House who has been more emphatic in their support of the Jewish state President of the United States or the Speaker of the House President of the United States if he had somebody on his staff who said what Ilian Omar had said and she said it many times he would have fired her Nancy Pelosi covers up for her. Nancy Pelosi covers up for her. Now, a recent study shows Americans are sleeping less than ever, even though lack of sleep ruins your performance and impacts your relationships. It's time to improve every aspect of your life by getting the best sleep of your life on a brand new set of bowl and branch sheets, the softest, most comfortable, pure organic cotton sheets in the world. Hundreds of thousands of Americans sleep better, thanks to Bolin Branch. And they're the only sheets loved by three presidents and this talk show host. All their products, from the signature soft sheets to the cozy throw blankets to their plush towels, are made the right way, not the easy way. These are naturally derived products made with the highest level of craftsmanship. Every purchase comes with a 30-day risk-free trial. Incredible. Get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping at bowlandbranch.com with promo code MARK. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code MARK for $50 off bowlandbranch.com, promo code MARK. Why would anybody want to be a member of the Democrat Party, quite frankly? I can't think of any good reason. As I said, their motto comes down to this. Infanticide, anti-Semitism, and socialism. Who wants to be a part of that? Hey, but I can get free this and free that. No, you can't. And no, you won't. Something will give on that for score. Free health care means crappy health care, means rationing. Means all the things that you know it means. Free college? Why should anybody have free college? Two thirds of the people in this country never went to college. Why should they be subsidizing people who do go to college? Open borders? I mean, as a matter of logic, we should have open borders. Anybody who wants to come in here should be able to come in here. Why is that? Is that smart? Given 9 11? Given crime? Given drugs? given our massive welfare state? Why would we do that? All the insanity of the left? Look at their blue states. Look at their dark blue states. Look how destitute they are. Their people escape to red states and then they vote for Democrats. They want to destroy the rest of the country. Give me a good caller there, Mr. Producer. Yeah? Jack in Texas on the Mark Levin app. Go.
6: Hello, uh, Mark. Thank you for letting me speak with you.
0: Yes, Uh, yes. I watch
6: you on uh, Fox News and on Blaze TV.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you very Uh, much.
6: Could it be, uh, in your opinion, that Mm. in 2012 or 2016, when the Democrats did a floor vote and booed the inclusion of God in their party platform so that it's no longer there, could that have been invited, uh, those socialist elements, to come into their party, who are like atheists?
0: I, I don't think so, those socialist elements have been in their party for a long, long time, so have the communist elements been in their party for a long, long time, and uh, honestly, so have the racist and the anti-Semite elements, have been in the Democrat party for a long time, Republican party doesn't have a history of any of this, And despite the propagandists in the media who are really dense, really low IQ, really, truly historically illiterate people and ideologues who push an agenda, the Republican Party has no history in anti-Semitism, in racism, in socialism and all the rest of that crap. Thank you for your call, Jack. We'll be right back. and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here.
1: Now broadcasting from the underground command post
0: Chappaquiddick, or what Manaford was found guilty of? What's worse? Chappaquiddick, right? Why was that not covered thoroughly by the media at the time? Why was Ted Kennedy able to get away with murder? And murder, I don't mean he killed the person. I mean he left the scene of an accident. While she was drowning. Again, I don't mean that he. Affirmatively killed somebody. He left the scene of an accident. People get prosecuted for that, you know. Big time. But the media. The left wing media, media. Circled the wagons to protect him. And he was protected. And he died the line of the senate. He was praised by John McCain, praised by Orrin Hatch, praised by every Democrat, praised by Obama, praised, 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 despite Chappaquiddick, among other things in his background. Hillary Clinton is the Democrat nominee for president of the United States last time around. Always one step ahead of the law. She's protected by James Comey. And senior officials at the FBI. She's protected. Despite her multiple violations of the Espionage Act. She's protected. Ileana Omar. By her own words. Is a very sick. Demented. Jew hater. You thought you'd never see this again. Well it's there. She's protected. She's protected by the House of Representatives, led by the Speaker Pelosi. She's protected by the media. Protected. You can go through modern history like this, and you can see how progressives, almost to a man and woman, are protected. Now, there's some examples where the you know where they're charged and so, but these are examples where really the system. Couldn't turn away. They had to do something. So they have here and there. They cherry pick. Throw a couple of them under the bus. But as a rule. As a rule. This is the way the left progressives are treated. Not the case with conservatives and Republicans. Never the case with conservatives and Republicans. They are immediately sentenced to death. And even if they haven't done anything, they are brutalized. And there's so many examples, it's hard to even point to them. You can be nominated to the United States Supreme Court, like Kavanaugh. You can have 15 years of a, of an, a record, and I mean as a human being, as a moral human being, above reproach, and then they turn you into a gang rapist. A gang rapist. And then virtually every Democrat in the Senate votes against you. Having lied, having ruined your reputation and your character, having done all those things with the help of NBC and the help of CNN and the help of all the rest of them, here's a man who didn't do a damn thing. Same with Clarence Thomas. And yet these progressives are protected. They're protected. They want Manafort to die in prison. We've talked about this. They want him to die in prison. They want him to die in prison. That's what the prosecutor wanted. 19 to 24 years. He's, well, how old is he? 70, 74, something like that? 70. So they wanted him in prison till he's in his 80s for eight violations of the tax code, effectively. And then you have these media hacks going on and on and on, <clears throat> excuse me, about how it's not long enough. It's not long enough. He should die in prison. Now, why do they want him? to die in prison because they hate trump and they hate you and this guy dared to be his campaign manager for a few months and we have to teach people a lesson same reason that we have half a dozen committees investigating one man the president of the united states you have half a dozen congressional committees using all their resources all their staff to investigate the president. You've had a special counsel using all his resources, all his FBI agents, all his prosecutors to investigate the president. You have thousands of reporters, local, regional, national, focused on undoing the president and investigating the president of the United States. You have nobody investigating these progressives and think about this there's been two years of this stuff and they haven't found a damn thing but they're going to keep looking they want to create an environment where they can take them out I want you to remember this is the same democrat party and the same media which gave cover to Omar which gave cover to Kennedy which gave cover to Hillary Clinton and one other The Democrat Party and the media have gotten away with embracing, or at least not criticizing, Louis Farrakhan for decades. I keep bringing this up, not just now, I've brought it up over the years. The Congressional Black Caucus is never criticized. Never criticized its members, those who cavort with and associate with Farrakhan, never criticized for it. Why? Why? Why isn't the Congressional Black Office, the members of the... Uh, a certain members, many members, and their association with Farragut, why isn't it criticized? Because it might hurt the Democrat Party, don't you know? The same reason Omar isn't named. Because the Democrat Party cobbles together various constituent groups based on race, religion, economics, whatever they can. And then claims that that group is put upon by Republicans, by business, by our founders, by society. That's their narrative. That's their politics. And party first, second, and third. So that's why she's not criticized in any direct way. There, There's a few Democrats who will, but very few. Very few. I'll be right back.
4: Mark By
0: the way, my pillow, Mike Lindell, I met him at CPAC. He is a really nice guy. He's a really nice guy. You know, he fell on very hard times, he clawed his way back, he found faith, he produces wonderful products, and he's a very, very nice man. I just thought I would tell you that from having met him. You know, there's a lot of people worried, health care costs. Have you noticed most of the presidential candidates are already talking about socializing drug costs? Now, what does that mean? Higher taxes, less choice, rationing, fewer treatment breakthroughs. Oh, that sounds jolly. What do you say? Now, I'll tell you about one big way, you know, the, to lower the cost of drugs. Bring price transparency into the system. A PBM is a pharmacy benefit manager. PPMs are supposed to manage prescription benefits. but They actually benefit from higher list prices for drugs, because they keep a portion of the discounts they negotiate for the drugs you need. Secret rebates and discounts create a perverse incentive for pharmacy benefit managers to keep list prices in an escalating upward spiral where you end up paying the price. We need to get rid of this system by requiring that all drug discounts go to you, the patients. That's what's intended. So you can pocket the savings, not the so-called pharmacy benefit managers. Transparency, yes. Socialism, yes. No. We don't need socialized medicine. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com. Truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. Remember, repeat after me, Democrat Party. Infanticide, anti-Semitism, and socialism. That's what it's all about. They have a guy running now who was the governor of Colorado. Governor John Hickenlooper. 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 Did I say Hickenlooper? It's Hickenlooper. Anyway, he was on the morning schmo today. What did he have to say? Old Hickenlooper. Cut 12, go.
3: Do you consider yourself a capitalist and does capitalism work? Well, I think... I I don't look at myself with a label. Uh, And I certainly think that small business is part of the solution uh, I think right now the way capitalism is working in the United States it's not doing what it once did it's, not, it's really not providing security and opportunity for the middle class and for poor people
0: let, let me stop right there because the populists of the left and the, and the right basically say the same thing in this regard and they're both wrong we have a huge middle class in this country and we have upward mobility in this country for poor and other people like no other country on the face of the earth what obstructs it at times is government interference and the president's trying to clear that path by slashing regulations and taxes but we hear this all the time i even hear it on sometimes on our favorite cable channel and that is that we have no middle class or shrinking which is not true Go ahead.
3: I think as a country, we need to step back and look at that and say, how do we get America back to the, the place it was where if you were worked hard enough, no matter where you started on the economic ladder, you would have a chance to Well, I'll ahead. tell you
0: how, dummy, by rejecting you and your party. Because when you're talking about 70 to 90 percent top marginal rates or a wealth tax or all the rest of this BS, it's kind of hard to climb the ladder when there is no ladder. It's kind of hard for the golden goose to lo- lay golden eggs when you're killing the golden goose. How stupid are you people? Craig, San Francisco, California, the great KSFO. Go.
6: Hi, Mark. Thank you. You're, you are the man, I just want to say. Um, you know, it's, I don't have any problem with legitimate criticism of Israel, but that's not what Omar did. Do that's you have any problem with legitimate
0: criticism of the Palestinians?
6: what I'm saying is there, there isn't any legitimate criticism of Israel. What Omar did was she took words directly from the anti-Semitic forgery known as the protocols of 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 Zion. Zion. Yep. And she's using that to, you know, pretty much smear the Jewish people. And meanwhile, she takes money from care. She accepted five, a $5,000 donation from care and On the third, on March third, she tweeted about how she was in Eritrea, and she was tweeting about how it's a wonderful, peaceful country, when meanwhile the people who live there completely disagree with her. Um, Eritrea is number two in world, when it comes to slavery in the world. They're, they're only after North Korea. And I have to ask, who paid for her trip to send her to Eritrea?
0: but uh, don't you find it amazing i think you do the the incredible level of tolerance the democrat party has for a malcontent like this
6: it's unbelievable it's uh, it is really unbelievable and i've started to see in in this year really how something like the holocaust could have happened you know you look at the Covington story and you look at the just the the complete absolute nonsense
0: and the media censorship it's self-censorship you see it right now don't you in fact it's worse now in the sense that they actually are mouthpieces for the uh for these these tyrannical forces
6: and that's what they've been doing they cover up they cover up the truth by lying by omission and i mean there's there's so many other points you kind of stole my thunder with the david duke you know how david duke praised her and I, I haven't heard her reject that criticism. Um, you also look at Taleb or Talib, and one of her donors or fundraisers is a vile anti-Semite. Um, and there's been a lot of...
0: what ties to Hezbollah.
6: Exactly, exactly. And there's been nothing, absolutely nothing in the mainstream about that. And it's, yeah, it's... Uh, Where,
0: where's Brian it's... Stelter? That little uh, bowling ball. Where where is where is Jake Tapper, who usually takes up for Hamas against Israel, when Hamas are firing missiles in the Tel Aviv?
6: Bernie Sanders too, you know Bernie. Well, well,
0: Bernie Sanders is a hardcore Marxist, and he gets away with this democratic socialism BS. And the Marxists are Jew haters. They are, and and you you see this this uh, collusion, may I say, of the hard left and the Islamists. That's why uh, care is embraced uh, by the hard left, and that's why the hard left defended Omar, and that's why they more than tolerate. They celebrate Farrakhan. It's really quite uh, quite revealing for anybody who wants to look.
6: It's disturbing. It's really disturbing that that we're dealing with this in 2019. You know, and I, I've said to other people, it's almost like it's 1939. You know, with the, with the things that are going on.
0: Well, well, you definitely now have one political party that is thrown in with CARE-slash-Hamas, that is thrown in with Omar-slash-Islamicists. It definitely has, I don't care how many liberal Jews are in the Democrat Party, in the House of Representatives, the fact is now, it's run by Pelosi. And Pelosi is thrown in with this crowd. And there's no other explaining it. I don't care what the New York Times and the Washington Post have to say. They're meaningless to me. Good call, Craig. I appreciate it, my friend. Let us continue. Sam, Fairfax, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go.
6: Hello, Mr. Levin. Uh, Thank you yes. for taking my call. Yes. I had a question. Yes. Um, do you think uh, after Manafort gets his um, the conviction – in the he gets the sentence in, in washington court in, in d c yes, yes coming up do you think that Trump will issue him a pardon because yesterday uh i think it was yesterday, Trump said that he thought Manafort had been treated
5: uh quote unquote badly
0: well and, well uh, before we run out of time, you know the state of new york uh we're where justice is of course blind to justice. Uh, they are going. They're planning on, or uh, the Manhattan DA bringing charges against Manafort in case the president pardons Manafort. They treat him like he is, you know, uh, public enemy number one. If I were the president, I'm just speaking for myself, and my term came to an end. Yes, I would pardon him. By then, he will have done uh, almost three years in prison, uh, and so forth. And I would pardon him. I absolutely would pardon him. Not because you're pardoning what he did. You're pardoning for the fact that he was targeted the way that he was, unlike most people. I'll be back.
1: Notice how you come across somebody once in a while that you shouldn't have messed with? That's Mark. And you can call him at 877-381-3811.
0: Do you wish that double chin would just disappear? Are those bags and puffiness getting a little worse every day? Just listen to Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas. She wrote, I put that jawline cream on my neck like two or three days ago. That is the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I am blown away. With Genesel's natural actives and a pure antioxidant base with no chemical scents, no pharmaceutical preservatives, it's the clean luxury your skin deserves every day. Click or call right now, and genocell jawline treatment is yours absolutely free just for ordering the classic Genocell plant stem cell therapy for bags and puffiness. You really should try this. There's no risk. Call 800-SKIN-604 or go to com. That's com With Chaminade's 100% money-back guarantee. That's my point. 100% money-back guarantee. You only have the bags, wrinkles, and the double chin to lose. Call now while three-day shipping is still free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to com. That's com. Listen to this one. With Donny, Do- is it Deutsch or Deutsch? What's his name? Donnie Deutsch. Listen to Double D. Listen to Double D. Donny Deutsch or Morning Joe? Who's Donny Deutsch? Nobody knows who Donny Deutsch is. It doesn't matter. I want to. I want you to listen to what a com- what a complete moron this is. Taking his orders from Joe Scarborough. Cut fourteen. Go.
3: Joe, I'm going to take it one step further, because this is how dangerous socialism. is. I find Donald Trump reprehensible as a human being.
0: Wow, see, look, I want you to know my credentials, uh, Joe. I hate Donald Trump. He's a reprehensible human being. Who talks about a president this way? As much as I couldn't stand Obama, I don't remember ever calling him a reprehensible human being. A human being? He's a reprehensible human being. Is that right, Donnie Deutz? Go ahead. This candidate is more dangerous to this company, country
3: as far as strength and well being of our country than Donald Trump. I would vote for Donald Trump, a despicable human being. Oh. Which no, I, you I, won't. I, I, let me tell you Stop something. Stop yourself. Let, let me correct myself. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. You always help myself. <laughs> you, you, I, will, you, you, will you will never not. vote I, I for a bigot, I, a guy I, that's made you, bigoted correct. statements I, I for guess. the past three Joe, years. Thank you, for, thank you for correcting me. I stand corrected to that. I will be so distraught to the point that that could even come out of my mouth if we have a socialist because that will take our country so down.
0: Joe doesn't care. Joe hates Trump. I want to remind you because Joe Scarborough will not because he's a putz. Joe Scarborough was a cheerleader for Donald Trump in the Republican primaries. Joe Scarborough was a cheerleader for Donald Trump for the longest time for the election so was his sidekick Ed McMahon Mika Brzezinski and uh, then something came between the two and Joe Scarborough has been on a personal sick mission ever since and I would say to Joe Scarborough if Donald Trump is a bigot you're a bigot if Donald Trump is a racist you're a racist Let me say this to you, tough guy, with your big mouth and your bulbous nose. Let me tell you something. Donald Trump has hired more African Americans than you are ever capable of hiring. He's hired more Latinos than you are ever capable of hiring. He's hired more gay people than you are ever capable of hiring. He's produced more jobs for more people than you are ever capable of producing. You have done absolutely nothing with your pathetic, vapid, pointless life. Nothing. Nothing. You ran for Congress. You were a lousy congressman for six years. You tried to get on Fox. Ailes wouldn't put you on Fox. You tried a radio show. People in radio couldn't stand you. You were rejected. You and your sidekick lied. You said you were taking a sabbatical in order to remake your show. You never came back because nobody wanted you back. And then you landed on the worst cable channel in cableism, MSLSD. only thing lower is CNN. It's a close race. You have almost no viewers. And you make millions of dollars sitting on your fat ass, opening your fat mouth, and talking like a lowlife about the President of the United States. Tell us, Joe, what have you done? Since you're such an expert for the African American community, tell us, Joe. Since you're such an expert, what have you done for the Latino community? Tell us, Joe. What have you done for America? What have you done for humanity? You pompous jackass! And look how you browbeat this moron, Double D Donny Deutsch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe Donny Deutsch. You realize how you come across? You quisling? you fool. I, I, I didn't mean I'd vote for him, honest Joe. No, no, I won't vote for him. Even though socialism will destroy the country. I'll vote for the socialist. Joe, I promise, please invite me back. Please, please. This is like a TV show on Russia TV. Or even more, North Korea TV. You know exactly what they're going to say. So disgusting. And the way he talks... Yeah, you know... uh, You you know, Mika... You know, you know, Mika... Dense... Dense... But he loves... He loves being celebrated by the left... Elijah Cummings... Married he and his bride... The National Archives... Oh, yes... And he's written op-eds... In the Washington Post... Oh... And Newsweek has praised him. And this is what he lives for. In his small, strange, creepy little aquarium world that he's in. Yes, Donald Trump is the bigot, don't you know? Yes, Donald Trump, huh? I don't know. When Robert Kennedy wiretapped Martin Luther King's phones at the request of J. Edgar Hoover, was he a bigot? I'm just curious. When Lyndon Johnson used to listen to those tapes years later of Martin Luther King when his hotel was taped among other places and used to laugh was he a bigot? Was he? Poor Joe Scarborough dumber than a rock but richer than hell because he's figured out how to sell out he's found his little niche in life and I'm sure his family's very, very proud of him. Which family? I don't know. But I'm sure they're very, very, and I'm sure with the missus too, they're all very proud that they get on TV five days a week in the morning just spewing their vile and their hate for one man. And only one man. Time and again. Because apparently he and they got into a personal tiff. And so now Trump is a bigot. And he's Hitler. And he's a neo-Nazi. And he's all these things. Which of course he's not. But maybe Joe is. Who knows? I don't know, does Joe parade around in his boxer boxer shorts? With a funny mustache? I don't know, does he do that? Boy, the image is kind of disgusting, isn't it? I mean, if they can call the President Hitler, can we call Joe Hitler? Which I would never do. Can we call his wife, Eva Braun? Which I would never do. Ever. Because it's wrong. It's nasty. It's a very bad, bad tone. I don't like it. And I wish he'd cut it out. May I say. Cheryl, Long Beach, California. 870 The Answer, the great KRLA. Where we are live and national. And I love KRLA. They would never run a tape-delayed show and in, prime, love- in prime time, drive time in Los Angeles. They have respect to, for their listeners. Go right ahead.
2: And we love you and your beautiful wife, and the interview at CPAC with both of you is amazing. Isn't she so God great? God bless you. She is she's gorgeous. She, she's intelligent, gorgeous, everything you would want. Mom, Damn right. You did a good job.
0: That, yeah, um, very lucky. Thank you.
2: Um, my mom is a 91-year-old Holocaust survivor. I was the one that talked to you that said you should be on Fox and have your own show um, on November the 10th. I was well, on I listened. The show. Yes, you did, and everybody
0: actually they talk. came to me, but I was happy to uh, to engage their discussion for sure.
2: Everybody's got to watch Life, Liberty and Levin. Um Thank you. what I wanted to say was that my mom and I uh, my mom as I said a 91-year-old Holocaust survivor we were sitting here yesterday watching C-SPAN um as everybody was making their impassioned speeches and there were some beautiful speeches on the Republican side but the way that the you know mainstream biased media is spinning the 23 Republicans who voted against the um anti-semitism resolution And their reasoning, because it was so watered down, because it didn't admonish Omar and call her out by name, she wasn't stripped of committees, so now they're making it seem like, A, those people are anti-Semites, and (laughs) B... And, and nobody, nobody's calling a press conference. I wish Louis Gohmert would get out there with Liz Cheney and everybody and call a press conference and a conference and expre- explain why they did, why they voted. The so president. you have a
0: Jewish congressman by Lee Zeldin, who is a terrific person and an Army veteran, who votes against it because he thinks it's a joke. And you're right, and the media turn on him and Liz Cheney and Louis Gomert and the others who actually were the most solid of the bunch. Standing up against this, but nobody's going to believe them. And what they should do is fire back at the media at the New York Times and say, hey, Holocaust denying New York Times. We don't need any lectures from you. Hey, Washington Post that ran three headlines effectively uh, defending Omar. We don't need lectures from you. Lectures and CNN and MSNBC and your conga line of anti-Semites and race baiters that you bring on. We don't need any lectures from you either. And how's your mother doing, by the way?
2: God bless her. She's going to be 92, and she's doing wonderfully. She just said that this is breaking her heart because this reminds her, you mm-hmm. know, all of us kids out there, um, and I say that, like, from our generation, I think everybody needs to sit down with their parents if they don't take civics or read your books, um, which everybody should read Mark's books. Um, my you're either the child of a hol- somebody who survived World War II or your parents fought for World War II and I think mm-hmm. everybody needs to know the values that this country fought for, for freedom and for liberty we didn't fight for socialism and we didn't fight for you know,
0: and, and anybody- may, I, may I may I say before we run out of time, Cheryl and everybody needs to understand that the United States defeated Hitler I understand Russia's role in England. The United States with Russia in England, but the United States defeated Hitler. And when people keep putting down our country and putting down Israel and talking about Jewish people the way the hard left does and the Islamists do, they are attacking our country. There's simply no question about it. The people who are attacking our country are the people who despise our traditions and our customs and our institutions and our history. And I want you to tell your mother something from me. All right, Cheryl? Okay. As long as I have a microphone, these people will be exposed. They will be opposed. They will be fought. And I'm not alone. And your mother's not alone. And you're not alone. This is not the 1930s. Because we will fight back. And we will fight back in ways that the poor souls lost during that horrific period were unable to. But because they didn't want to. They were unable to. That'll never happen in this country. It better never happen in this country. Because we have microphones and we have a Second Amendment. God bless you, Cheryl, and your mother. I'll be right back.
4: love, in.
0: You know, there's an article here that's almost too painful to read, so I'll just post it on my social sites. It's about an SPCA facility in South Carolina where four little chihuahuas were dropped off, I guess, by their owners at night and led over the fence. And uh, some people took those four chihuahuas and threw them back over the fence like they were, quote-unquote, basketballs. Two of them died painfully. Two of them survived. That is a brutal, heartbreaking story. Except, of course, if you're governor of New York and you support infanticide. That shouldn't offend you in the least, should it? Just one of my underscore point. This is America in your honor. Here we go. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, Life, Liberty, and Levin, a tremendous show with Lynn Wood, lawyer for Nicholas Sandman. Don't miss it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and all law enforcement. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffy. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. And good night, Gigi. And may I say, good night, Mom, and good night, Dad. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you next week.